Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. What trap beats playing in the background? Hey. Period. Back for another week of chaos. Yep. I forgot we do this show every week. I literally gun to my head, couldn't tell you what we talked about last week. Oh, no. Yes, I could. Because it's the series. Yeah, we talked That's about That's the only uh, reason why I could tell you. Yeah, and we need to talk about nothing salacious because then I, I don't remember. But I feel like something crazy comes up every. I feel like this becomes more and more unhinged, less and less classical. Um, but it's fine with me. Can't lie. Period. Well, news this week. It's gonna be. It'd be famous last words every time I say it's gonna be a short episode. But last week we came in, I think, under an hour. So we were under hour last week. We were, you know, why we were. I feel like because Spotify stripped us of our joy and our happiness and being able to play music. The intermission went straight through. So, well, just like the news will, because I'm only saying one thing. Um, it's a little juicy though. If you talk about what I'm talking about, yeah. So, news this week. Um, as I'm sure some of you have already seen, Gustavo Dudamel is going to be leaving the LA Phil. And going to the New York Phil. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so the New York Phil had already um, announced that their music director, John Van Spaden, was leaving in a couple years. Um, and I hadn't really been plugged into, like, predicting who's going to replace it. So, like, I don't know. Maybe some people, I think some people said that they thought it might, it could be due to me or whatever. But, like, I'm, I don't really know a whole bunch of conductors to be like, oh, it's going to be this person. So, like, I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not tapping at all yeah um what's i gonna say yeah but he's leaving he still has three more seasons in la as y'all might know it takes forever to find a music director for the music director search and all that like what's the name still don't have one seattle i was like oh shoot yeah i was like have they found somebody yet it has to be this season this like upcoming season they have to announce somebody like come on Cause it's cause I think this was the season they were aiming for, because he left. Thomas Dalsgard left in the middle of the season. Actually, not even in the middle, towards the beginning of the season in twenty twenty one. So twenty twenty one twenty two season, and then they're in. Yeah, they already accepted they wasn't gonna have a music director for twenty twenty two twenty three. So this should be the one that they hopefully have somebody for. But um, anyway. So he's he's Dudamel is staying in LA through the 2025-26 season. Um but he's he said that the decision to leave LA when his contract ex- expires was complex and difficult. Um Girl just say what it was. <laughs> um but he said that his um his focus and his heart will stay here during his next three years. Um, but he's been in LA for 17 years. That's crazy. Like 17. Insane. Yeah. 17 is crazy. That sounds longer than it. Like I knew it, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. But I remember when Dudamel first came here. I'm like, who didn't like, I wasn't even really tapped in like that. And I still like, cause he was so like, Hot off the press, so exciting, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, young. Um, yeah. So he's have so he signed a five year contract. Um, well, uh, 
uh, with New York and he said that it's gonna make his life easier because New York is closer to his second home um in Madrid which I believe is where his wife oh, is from really yeah I think his, his wife is definitely from Spain so I'm pretty sure or I won't Every say definitely I'm almost pretty I'm pretty sure she's from Spain Every day I realize I know nothing about this man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spain? Really? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I How guess his... How often is he in Spain? His life is beyond my tax bracket. Okay. Guest in the episode. I don't know if y'all <laughs> can hear that, but one of my dogs is barking. So, <laughs> special guest featuring... Got some monks on him. I know that's right. <laughs> my house my house vibrating. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's also a music director of the Paris Opera, so I don't know if he's gonna stay over there. Dang, I thought he was in Berlin. I think he was just <laughs> chilling over there. I don't know, like, but if he had like an actual title there, this man is. Or rich. maybe he did. I mean, yeah, very. So he was. He was like, I'm gonna be good regardless. So yeah, well. I know that's right. Um. So yeah, some of the I'm gonna link the L.A. Times article. Um, not New York like I usually do. Um, just for some solidarity. But they talked to oh, some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Although they don't be giving gift articles, but I think they they give more free articles because like I can I don't really have the option to give a gift article, but I think they give like every time I. I click on an LA Times article and I'm not signed in like I never really hit a paywall so I don't know what their rules are so it should be fine but, um, TSA over there. right um, it's okay <laughs> yeah they put the wall up you can't even press read in app like if you are a subscriber yeah I and finally saw like, what you meant like girl I finally so, saw what you meant last week like can you just I pay every month take me to where I'm trying to go exactly um Okay, bro. I don't know what he's yelling at. Like, it's probably somebody just living their life on the street, minding <laughs> their business, like, and he just won't let them live. Um, but actually, they probably y'all might be able to hear it faintly, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, but apparently he broke the news to the orchestra at the end of one of their rehearsals, and his voice was shaking. Mm-hmm. He was sad. I'm like, but I bet you that voice wasn't shaking when he saw that check. Hold on, <laughs> right. I wonder, what, did they say how the orchestra reacted? Huh? Did they say how the orchestra reacted? Not really. I ain't but who, who I know over there? I want to hear some tea. I mean, some people say it was shocking. Like, this one of the, they interviewed one of the violinists in this um article. Hmm. So, yeah. So, what do we think about this? I mean... I want to hear you first. You a Yola kid? Like I want to hear. I was like, I was gonna ask you, but I was like, I'm gonna wait till we record. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how it's a very different culture on the East Coast in orchestra. So I'm like, LA Phil in general is is known for being very like progressive in terms of repertoire and programming and just the orchestra, the organization in general, as far as orchestras go. So. And that's like very much not the vibe that I or really anyone gets from the East Coast. Um, and just from things I've heard from people who have worked in classical music institutions over there. Um, like we're very, I feel like he's done a lot of like 
innovative stuff a lot of new music and stuff here that like i don't know how that's gonna fly over there not even just internally but also with audiences mm-hmm. i think because he's gustavo dudamel his star power will take him further than anyone else you know would be able to go in terms of people being receptive to it but i don't know i don't know like i i imagine his team has probably negotiated like well it's hard to say because it's like on paper of course every artistic director has a certain like amount of artistic freedom they literally that's what they're hiring you to do but like sometimes that stuff like what is on what it is on paper versus in practice are different so like i don't know what type of pushback he may or may not get with the changes that he want to make in new york so i don't know how how that's gonna go how the audiences are gonna feel about him and secondly yeah i'm really wondering about the education component because no orchestra has uh, an education component like la field does Mm -hmm. like some people are they yeah they have like they have the l system a program they have like you know some people have some that are bigger than others like org kids and and baltimore and stuff like that but like yola is huge mm-hmm. i can tell you has the biggest oh, should i say that uh I, just to be safe mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, no. <laughs> it's I something I, I found internally and it's not really i don't know if it's top secret but just to be safe i won't say it yeah um but it is a it obviously it is a big part of the la phil um of the organization in general in mexico like you can just read the read the quiet part out loud like and it's dudamel's baby so Mm -hmm. it's like one i'm wondering on his end like what it what is he gonna do over in new york because like they stuff like they don't have nothing like that and like I don't, I need to read up on what specifically their education looks like, but it's nothing like Yola, especially because Yola got national programs now, and it got stuff for educators, and it got all type of different stuff. And then, so I'm wondering about that's. I feel like that's a really strong part of his brand and stuff, because like I got it since I'm a Yola alum, I got a like a personal email when when this happened. I didn't find out from the news. I found out from my inbox. Period. <laughs> yeah, was like, soft launch. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, cause I was like, whoa, 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 and then I checked, and it was like twenty minutes ago posted. Like that's like when they timed it for when the press release went out. For um, but um, so I'm wondering about like how he's how that's gonna play out, cause that's such a strong part of his like legacy and his brand, really. And also wondering how that's gonna play out for LA when they get another music director, mm-hmm. cause. Cause y'all like they need somebody that's gonna prioritize it, especially cause like not even just like I don't I don't know like it's a big part of the orchestra and like somebody is gonna gonna really need to care about that, and I feel like a lot of people like certain certain types of conductors and music directors are really not gonna be wanting to do all of the the stuff that it takes to deal with like kids and families and stuff and then also culturally a vast majority of yola um are like latino families spanish-speaking families and that was a, a big connection that a lot of people had with dudamel is that he like he would speak to parents and and students in in, in rehearsal in spanish and stuff like that and they were able to like see themselves in him so i'm like i'm wondering like 
what what's that gonna look like are they gonna be looking like I don't, I don't know and I don't really know people like that like um in terms of like conductors like is he gonna I, I'm he maybe he'll have a, a say or like a I don't know what his role will be in finding somebody else because I know he has to do the male fellows program there are a lot of do the male fellows like past do the male fellows so like maybe they're looking at some of them maybe they're looking at Paolo who's the associate conductor or assistant conductor or whatever mm-hmm. but I don't know some people were saying maybe Marin also what's crazy about all of this is I was talking to somebody and there was already a rumor going around that Dudamel was gonna get New York Phil what was crazy is that we were talking about it the same day because I'm over here I'm practicing you know what I'm saying then my phone quang, 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 okay. quang, breaking news I got a, a pop-up from New York Times Dudamel leaves LA Phil and then that person texted me she's like we was just talking about this but we were trying to figure out how was he finna do both and why would you want to do both so we didn't I, because like the idea of doing leaving LA for this not even seem possible to me like when like the short time of involvement I had with LA feel like it, the presence is undeniable first of all y'all know I love me some dude like he's very cute to me and also like he walked past me that one time I was like he's a star like the kids like swarm him like um and like the way he interacts with the like, audiences is very charismatic the orchestra mm-hmm. loves him like it just did not seem fathomable to me like so we were discussing like oh he probably gonna go back and forth why would you want to do that like is the money worth it like you you good bookie like so i was shocked and i'm i'm very curious to see how the New York should react. I, I read the New York Times um, article that was discussing it, and I thought the reactions from New York field musicians was very cute. So I think that would help a lot in that, like somebody called their, somebody called their mama was like, guess who I know the music director is? I'm like, that's crazy. Y'all live in a different, <laughs> y'all live in a different world. And mama started yelling and stuff. I was like, well, I'm not paraphrasing. Like that was like in the article. Um, and so at least like the musicians love you, That I feel like that's a big part of it. Um, but I don't, I, I, I'm not going to say nothing that somebody could play back for nobody. All I'm going to say is that I wish him the absolute best because like, I, I, I don't know. I'm a little worried because that orchestra is the oldest or- orchestra in the country. Mm-hmm you can I was on Lenny and she already knew this but you can go on their website they have their very first program that they ever did it was like Beethoven 5 and some other stuff like that that's gonna be something and especially like maybe he'll go out you know to Harlem and and the Bronx and engage kids and build another community like what he had but he said somewhere I read that he's not trying to redo what he did in LA it's it's special so I'm curious what that's gonna look like but you also make a good point like there's I can't think of one orchestra where the music director is really heavily involved or involved at all to be honest with the the partnering like youth programs which is like incredibly problematic right the the assistant conductor the associate conductor always always almost always is over those those programs and so to get someone who actually cares enough to meet with parents and talk to parents and talk to the kids and not scout them and not resent being there. I'm very curious. 
yeah i'm like because like besides the fact that like even if it doesn't work out in new york like dude i'm gonna land on his feet wherever he go dude i'm gonna go anywhere yeah he could he could push me like a contract i feel like um i look he's like i don't feel bad for the person that's gonna replace him because of the paycheck but like i feel bad in terms of like those are huge shoes to fill. Like the biggest shoes. Because when you think about like all the star power that he has, like with the families, the kids and the families, like they know who Dudamel is because he was he's been in LA for so long and their kids came up through the program and like learned who he is from being in the program. So it's not like even if they bring a huge conductor in, they they're not gonna know who who this person is like you know it's not gonna be the same that they had with Dudamel because that relationship took so long to build it took f- basically nearly from the beginning of Yola to build so I'm like I don't, like I don't know what that connection gonna be like mm-hmm. and then I also just I don't know anybody who's doing any other orchestras who's doing stuff like LA is so I'm like, are they gonna get somebody? Are they gonna take a risk, get somebody like from off somewhere else? Like not one of the music directors that's in rotation right now. I don't know. Maybe they get another young hotshot. Yeah, that's gonna be some, their best bet, to be honest. Yeah, because that's what I I low key forgot about the possibility of Marin also so maybe her somebody said Thomas Dowskar which I was like he's a he's was at Seattle in the one that left in the middle of they're not gonna hire him and I was like and also I was like having listen I ain't work with him but 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 I have worked at both of those orchestras (laughs) and that I feel like that would be a terrible idea terrible um uh yeah so yeah, maybe they'll, I feel like maybe they'll have to go, like, I don't know, off the wall somewhere, like. Jupiter. Because also, like, Dudamel's also one of a kind, right? Like, he was a young hotshot, but also, because one of the risks you take, I'm, I'm over here talking about risks you take, let me get a job first, but one of the risks you take with hiring a young conductor is they're, like, can they handle an orchestra, whatever. So it's like, Dudamel had won that competition, what was it? He won some conducting competition, so it was like, he was well known and a young hot shot, so he got there. He did what he had to do. So, where you gonna find somebody? I heard, I heard Roderick going around too. That would be T. I was gonna say because I was like, they keep Roderick like he he be. I mean, a lot of orchestras be hiring him, but I feel like I be seeing him a lot with L.A. Phil. I'm not gonna say too much. I don't see. I don't necessarily know how that's gonna mesh. I mean, with yeah. the education component. But um, listen. Far be it for me to stand between him and the chair. I mean, I'm not standing between anything. But <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean. Um, I wonder if they would consider like hiring a director of Yola, because a lot of times you know when someone's position becomes so big and they create this huge thing, now it's two positions. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen that happen a lot with um in like public school. So the high school teacher comes along, they create this p- big, huge, massive program, and now they have an assistant director. It's very rare. It's mostly for like really rich public schools. 
but there's an assistant orchestra director and assistant band director that's there as well like I think I'm pretty sure Carmel High School in Indiana like they're like this like I think they have four orchestras insane and like the assistant conductor does like one or two and then the the head whatever does the top orchestra and stuff like that so it might be one of those things because if he took all these years to build this program and has refined it and has all this all of this um interconnected relationships with the families and the community i wonder if they're considering splitting it in half i don't think so only because we had a conductor who was who was really involved and a lot of families liked him and all of that and he left because they wouldn't let him have do yolo full time so they wouldn't let him do yolo full time like they wouldn't they didn't want a full-time yola like music director oh they're gonna have to figure something out because asking someone to fill those kind of shoes and like he would have been good for it if they were going to create a position like that they should have kept him or maybe listen maybe they will do that maybe they'll circle back to him and be like okay maybe we should do yeah. it now bring him back because, because a lot of kids that he that he's taught are still there because he's actually in seattle now oh for real mm-hmm. see that's what i'm saying i mean i don't this is none of my business is way when i talk about way out of my tax bracket i'm talking about be- the distance is between me right here and pluto but I'm saying that that might be something for them to consider because and it would be irritating because like the y'all already had the person that should have did, did that and y'all let him go yeah yeah. but you know what would be crazy when you ha- also have this huge role to fill then you know what if the position becomes a revolving door cause no one's good enough they don't mesh up with the organization that would be terrible. So good luck. Yeah, that's why I'm like maybe, maybe since I don't know how long he's been thinking about leaving, but maybe he's been preparing one of his fellows. Mm. And 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 because I'm trying to think of the we've worked with or at least when I was there, I've worked with one of his fellows who was cool. He was really good, but yeah, he was really good. That was a couple years ago. Um, and then we have also worked with his assistant or associate associate conductor and the kids know him hmm. and I don't know obviously I haven't been in there for a couple of years so I don't know what their regular programming looks like who they be mm-hmm. working with so but maybe one of them too we'll see but you know what's crazy this is what always reminds me as a as a person who more than who most of the time will always leave a job I commend Duda Mel because for whatever reason he was like he's ready to move on and sometimes it's not about like oh like not feeling tied to something just because like you made it really really good or you made it really big so he's doing what's best for him this reminds me of Deion Sanders that would be we should do an episode on that <laughs> uh, cry, uh, side by side comparison between and is Deion Sanders gonna be happy in Colorado and what's going on Leaving Jackson State for the white team. Ooh. That would be T. Matter of fact, what we should do, have Dudamel on here and Deion All right. (laughs) (laughs) And have them go toe-to-toe. 
at what? <laughs> Just I want to hear the tea. That's the, this goes to show you that people always got stuff working in in the background. And it's not always, it's not always um, bad terms. It's always just what it is. You ready to move on? Yeah. So don't y'all don't say nothing to me when I when I when I hop up on the podium. Right. Well, let me go. Where my sticks at? <laughs> right. Katie got the experience. Hold on. Girl, I, when I when I went to go when I did that little uh, what I do when I did that residency at my alma mater I couldn't even find my batons I had to make one and I found the one I came back because it was like the night before I'm looking for my sticks because I don't use them what orchestra am I conducting I haven't conducted orchestra since 2019 okay I was like do I even know a four pattern crazy all right (laughs) really (laughs) yeah I was like do you know a four pattern be for real (laughs) I cannot believe I wanted to be a conductor shout out to the conductors because it's not really that fun to be honest, oh, no. it might be fun when you're getting that three million dollar check. Now we get to learn three, four photos a week, and that orchestra looking to you like tell us something good, or are we going Girl. to the board, or are we going to the union. Mm. Girl, I think it's not no no tea, no shade. I have lots of conductor friends, but it does not look fun. Everybody having a good time, everybody playing, and you up there sweaty, moving your arms around. Yeah, reading the score, all reading the score. I'm good. And 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 miss and also it's so. Once you lose the trust of the orchestra, then the rest of the rehearsal hell like miss an entry. You never know, like, uh uh-uh. uh. Because one thing about it, I guess I used to hate conducting orchestra. No, I didn't hate conducting orchestra. Not at Eastman when I was. Because at the end of the semester, Doctor Block would have like Egmont week because everyone in the first semester of con- of the conducting studio had to learn the Eggmont Overture. So I'll never forget, I'm doing a little Eggmont, I get up there, I do my little Eggmont and then now all of a sudden what pissed me off and where I need to where I need to work on my little ego is all of a sudden now everybody know how to conduct. Y'all took conducting one-on-one. I'm in this conducting studio but all y'all all got something to say. Some of it was helpful because like as a player, this is what you want but don't tell me I have a teacher. He's sitting right here. Dr. Buck is right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that used to make me so mad. That used to make me so mad. Like, everybody always got an opinion. Everybody everybody knows we could do different. Buki, you was in conducting 103. All right. <laughs> like, I, I, not to do too much on me, but, like, I opted out of that class. I, I, could, I did not have to take that class because I was in the studio. So, don't talk to me. Yeah. It was rewarding, though, I guess. I should go back and watch some of them tapes. I got me a tape of me doing the exposition of Trike 5. I should go find it. Okay, release it. Period. It's going to be up on our YouTube. I recorded on my laptop, so it probably sounds like I'm underwater. All right. Um, I'm not going to say it. what Dr. Box said to me, but that had me in tears. Like, oh, what he said to me, that was like my last thing I did with him. What he said to me was so sweet. I got it on tape. Yeah. Big Dr. Black, not the little one. Period. Okay, Katie, next music director. I would hate to be music director. I can't even lie to you. That sounds like a very unfun job. Katie say that. Katie say that about everything. I really hate doing things though. So yeah. that don't that doesn't track. But okay. it doesn't. Tr- <laughs> it doesn't track. I I hate doing most things. I like playing the viola. I like eating. I like cooking, and I like watching Netflix. Did I forget anything? Nope. 
brunch. How can I forget my one true love? Anyway, shout out to Duda Mel. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. We'll uh-uh. circle back to this in three years. What? What's Not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying regular. <laughs> Wait, what's the what's your group chat? What up? What group chat? Yo, yo, y'all are friends. Oh, people don't care about that. <laughs> oh, very good. Especially because right. most of us, like, none of them even even play no more. I think one of one still works. I mean, I know a couple of people who still work there, but yeah. Well, all right then. A lot of those people are are just a little far removed to care. Mm-hmm. Especially because they're not really plugged into like classical music news and stuff. Yeah, but, be plugged into this one. My mama know. Hmm. He ain't had to be plugged into this one. Even my mama know. No. You know mm-hmm. they told everybody. That it's just like it seemed. That's why you can't be in people's business because it seems sudden to me. But he, he probably meanwhile he probably been playing this for years. But it's like I just saw you at, down to the the center that y'all just opened. Mm. Yup. So we'll circle back in three years when it's relevant again. <laughs> Right, because we don't forget about this. You're right. And it's gonna be like, Oh, it's time now. Dang. Well, actually we'll see. Twenty twenty six. Classically black. Let me say my side. I would you know what who I would save some coins for? I might save me a little coin just to go see that farewell concert. Like the closer, the season closer or whatever. Also I'm wondering because he does Hollywood Bowl, would it be you gotta get the details from me. Is it gonna be when the season normally closes in May? Or is it going to be, you know, after the Hollywood Bowl closes? Hmm. That's what I want to know. Because I want to get me one of them tickets to see Farewell Concert. Yeah, maybe he'll do a lighter Hollywood Bowl thing during the summer or something like that. Maybe that's it. Wait, doesn't Hollywood Bowl go into the fall, though? Yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't do that. Oh, maybe. Well, Hollywood Bowl, like, regular programming probably goes, like, through August, like, to the end of August. There are still things happening at the bowl, like, in the fall. But, like, once the... But then that kind of bleeds into the actual, like, orchestral season. So, Mm. the field is not going to be playing there past, like, probably August. mid, Mid or maybe a little bit late August. So... Dang. Y'all got broke up with. I wonder how they feel. All right. <laughs> well. All right. So in light of Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh, um, I forgot when this comes out. I was like, what? <laughs> in light of Valentine's Day tomorrow, uh, we would do something to uncelebrate the holiday by telling you about our worst dates in classical music. So would you like to <laughs> I forgot this was an intermission. I thought we was doing something. Yeah, we were supposed to do that, but like I lost inspiration. I mean I have my piece. But no, I No, I thought we was gonna do the middle one. What was the middle one? In the voice note? I that voice note was like three minutes no, long. Not that one. No, we, <laughs> you was considering doing smash or pass, but I was like, everything's but, gonna be pass. <laughs> yeah, none of them composers were cute. So yeah, um sorry. sorry about it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, who was the funky. one? Who was who we said maybe? They're a living composer, so 
Oh, oh, yeah, we can't say that. Uh, that and I'm pretty sure he's married. That is, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But he is definitely not a maybe. I'll tell you that much. Um, So we're going to do something a little bit more. Yeah, so I want to tell you about our worst dates in classical music. We thought it would be fun and messy. So you want to go first? Want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Uh, what was I about to say? I actually am not one of those people that... I like Valentine's Day. I've always... I like Valentine's Day, too. Really? You always, I feel like before in the past. Oh, yeah, you had a Valentine's I remember last year. Yeah, you, yeah. you had in the past, Valentine's I was Day. Like, mm, but... Um, okay, so it was a couple years ago. I, um, this is my worst... The worst that I've ever been on, and coincidentally, it involved going to a classical music concert. This was, so many, this was a while ago. Um, so I'm like trying to remember. I was definitely... I, I might I might have even been a senior in high school. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, I was gonna know these people okay. or something like that. I definitely was not in college yet. Definitely not. I was hoping I would know them. Okay, it's still messy. Go ahead. Um. Okay. I don't remember the begin. If anything, we happened at the beginning of the day, but we went to a Laco concert, L.A. Chamber Orchestra. You already know me. I do not like being late to places. Mm-hmm. We was late. I already had me tight. Late to a concert is crazy. Like they actually start at seven thirty. L- like what? they actually start. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then wanted to go in anyway. Oh my god! Oh my! It was so freaking <laughs> embarrassing. And then of course these white people was like, "You guys can't wait to like." So it was like people was nah, mad yeah and old dude did not care and then was falling asleep in the concert i had to nudge him so that he would not be snoring no way snoring <laughs> <laughs> and then also like even the fact that you're visibly asleep like your head cocked back your mouth <laughs> open like <laughs> like why did he choose this because he knew you would like it he was a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, a violinist. That was my first mistake. Yeah, that was. I'm. I'm telling you, that was your first mistake. <laughs> no offense, but that was most of y'all are unhinged in the most loving way. <laughs> Something that he's string. I'm telling you. Um. And yeah, this is so many years ago. That's like I can't remember everything because I remember it, it was like one of those things that something went wrong at every turn. Anyway, we went to dinner afterwards. I don't remember much that happened at dinner other than the fact that I paid for my own food. <gasps> and this to is me, the- to me, it's automatically not a date no more. If I paid for my <laughs> own food, we just hung out. Like, yeah, when I wanted to one guy to pay for my food, I was like, oh, okay, we're friends. Like, that's cool. And the and the tickets were like a uh, uh, like a comp thing, so nobody paid for those. But this is the kicker. This one I didn't want to tell you before. <laughs> oh my god! Before we wait, let me sit up. Wait, let me sit up. Okay, okay, I'm ready. So, just to recap, went to the concert, sleep late, sleep, went to dinner, paid for my own food. And the kicker is, it was my birthday. <gasps> you told <laughs> me this. I forgot. <laughs> Not, you had me paying for my food on my birthday, no card. Oh. No. <laughs> This was not a like a. I knew this person. Like we knew each other. It wasn't like oh, I've just met. Like we oh knew each god, other. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And had known each other. 
I don't know why I would set myself up like that going on a date on my birthday. Yeah, but I it's not like it that. was a it was a wild card though. I knew this person. Right, right. So it's right. not like, you know, so I was kinda like But yeah. That was dusty. It's not fun. You know, but at least you were in high school. Like if you told me that right now, I feel it could be worse. No? Yeah. Well he was two years older than me, so he wasn't in high school. Oh, so never mind. Um Never mind. Because I was probably it's still a pretty bad in high school. So, yeah, he's probably like 19. I, it's still pretty bad, but it's like. Wow. Um. <laughs> this person, yeah. I don't know. Listen. Some elements of the patriarchy we, I like to keep. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> that is a beautiful quote. Let me put that on the Katie quote page. Some elements of the patriarchy. I like to keep. All righty then. Because the way I'm not even, I'm not even gonna pretend like I'm gonna pay. That's kind of like where I'm at. But I'm also very old, so. Um, You're not very old. I'm very old. Um, when I get up first thing in the morning, my bones creak as I walk to the bathroom. So giving AARP okay right. mine mine is which to be fair you can sign up today so you don't have to be old that's one of the misconceptions of AA. are you writing it down yes of course I am Delaney and my friend Nikki who's been on the show so Delaney and Nikki they have a running list of things that I've allegedly said not um, allegedly Hold they're on. alleged because I don't remember they're some literally of not because I write I, just because you don't remember them, don't <laughs> they're them not true little, some of them are a little spicy and I would never say that so um no because I'll, I'll write them all down in a moment so that I don't forget what you said mm-hmm. and you just reminded me I need to see we, me and Nikki need to consolidate our list that's because a terrible idea she might have some that I don't have I have that, some that she don't mm, have that's a, not a good idea um so they like to write stuff down I say <laughs> Some of these are crazy. <laughs> Some of these are crazy. Oh my gosh. I say a little stuff here and there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to close this out. Y'all, y'all don't know the real Katie. I'll say that much. Y'all do y'all, not know the real Katie at I'm a, all. I'm America's sweetheart. I'm a complete angel and a child of God. The poster child for Christianity. What would I ever say that was salacious or mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll tell you. <laughs> Wait, which one are you laughing about? The fifty percent one? No, I'm laughing at a couple ones. You know, one. <laughs> you know what we should yeah, do? Somebody's that crazy. You know what we should do? I feel like this is a good compromise. What we should do is after a certain amount of time, they start rolling off. No, because I feel like I've known you for a while, and I feel like people grow. You know? Okay, and we just. <laughs> keep an archive archive is unnecessary anyway so mine um so someone else have a list on me i don't plan on running for politics so i'm safe i feel like no you you were for tenure on your on your (laughs) right yasmin my cousin yasmin has a list but i don't see yasmin enough and i feel like monica has one too but same thing because they're kind of just used to the shenanigans anyway you would think delaney would be too there's no there's no need for a list. Anyway, 
I'll tell you about my worst day. My worst day was not in classical music specifically, specifically, but I was at Eastman when it happened. So that's what we're going to do. And also, yeah. Okay. So what happened was I was in a phase of my life that I will never revisit, meaning that I was using the dating apps and I matched with this guy and this is where I learned a lot from this guy. Actually, I learned that. I'm not going to say that on the mics, actually, but I learned a lot from him. Um, So <laughs> we went on a coffee date, which I actually don't mind a coffee date. I know like a lot of girls say they don't like coffee dates because like they don't feel like real dates. Me personally, if you don't mesh with a guy, you can leave. Like if you commit to a dinner, you're committing to an hour, hour and a half or whatever. If if it's going poorly, you could be like, oh, you know what? I forgot I have a meeting or just leave because I'm an adult. Um, and you don't feel like you don't have to wait for a waiter. You don't have to wait for anything like that. So anyway, we go to coffee date. So this was in Rochester and he told me like, let's meet at the Starbucks cafe at Barnes and Nobles on the street that I forgot the name of. It doesn't matter, but it's like a, it's a big street that it's a, it's a major street, huge major street that, um, separates Rochester from, um, the the you would think I was in Rochester 20 years ago I have no idea what that suburb is so there's a suburb above Rochester and, and it separates that so I was like cool 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 I'll meet you there so I'm at the Starbucks and I like go inside and there's no one there and I'm like okay well I'm gonna go home then because that's weird and rude so I message him on the app and I'm like hey like I'm here I don't see you here he's like oh no 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 like I'm at the one at the mall because there's a, there's a Barnes and Nobles at the mall. Remember where the Chick-fil-A is? Mm-hmm. Okay. The mall across from there, he was at that one. So this is where I was like, okay, this was weird to me because I was like, no, the response would be like, oh, no, 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 like, I'll just come to you. Like, why don't you just say that? But to be fair, like, to be fair, like, it is a, it's like one of those major, I don't know if every city has them, but there's one of those major roads where it's like not really safe to cross them it's like a a highway technically like a highway mm, yeah. um but it has stores on it like they have like chick-fil-a and like big lots i made that up but you know what i mean so um the I, the response would have been i'm gonna come to you but i was like because it's like a two minute drive but probably like a 20 minute walk so i was like okay so i go there and um i meet him and it was it was fine like he bought my little thing and we're talking or whatever. It was fine. I wasn't really attracted to him, but I was like, I was kind of like my Mindy Lahiri. I was just like, I'll give him a chance. Why am I giving him a chance? I'm not attracted to you. That's what, I, that's one of the things I learned. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, then I was grow. like, attraction can grow. Attraction Unless does it's grow. like you, if you like, every time you see it. Yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> attraction does grow. And that's why I went on a second date with him. Cause I was like, but I was, Okay, so anyway, it's fine. It's time for me to go. So I leave, whatever. So then he was like, <laughs> so then he was like, I'm, he walks me to my car and I was like, okay, cool. I'll see you later. Like, cause like, I can't say that. I'm like, where's your car? So he doesn't have a car because, um, and people don't have cars. So I don't want to like come across whatever, but also like he was significantly older than me. At the time I was like 25. So he was like 30 or something. He doesn't have a car. So he like wanted me to give him a ride home, which I was like, 
okay so i did I, so i dropped like him. he was already there and was like let me get a date so i can right <laughs> so no so when i dropped him off like i realized why he didn't meet me at the other one not because like he lived like across the street from the mall like he lived like in the neighborhood that the mall was in and i was like okay and i had the nerve to it like and like had the nurse to invite me inside i'm like what are we gonna do in your mama's house are you serious like your sister your baby see he was talking about his baby sister plays flu she just started flu why would i want to go to your to your room where your mama and your sister are at? very weird that was after the worst a thing coffee ever. date <laughs> yeah that was my worst date there's there's other, another one but i have integrity so wait hold on i wouldn't tell that one <laughs> I would never tell that. I wouldn't tell anyone that, actually. Oh, I was about to say, do I know? I don't know. You do not know. Okay. Uh-uh. I'm. I am so good. That was. Cra- it wasn't like that was crazy. Whoa. What? Uh. Uh-uh. What you mean? If I was. Well, what you mean? Like maybe what, one like, day. You know what? What's maybe the I'll- category? Like. What's category? The category is cringe. Ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe like this will be a you know, this will be a cute little story like at my bachelorette party or something. Cringe cause of cause of him or cringe cause of you? Uh both. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't think I will ever tell anyone that story actually. Nikki oh, knows I, because I, I, I was texting her during it, but like Yeah. What a time. Wow. But I mean, I had fun, I guess, but I don't like dating apps for several reasons, but I don't yeah. use them anymore. I want to have a meet cute, and if I don't have a meet cute or my man doesn't come to my house, and I was about to say, Katie want to have... Not too much. You don't leave your house either. Uh, but I don't expect nobody to come up in here looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. <clears throat> Instagram be my dating app. The problem with that is that I'm no longer active on Instagram, so that doesn't happen much. It's not looking be. good for me. And I was like, I have a meet cute, and Nikki was like, "Who are you gonna meet when you go every time you go to the grocery store? You have a mask on." I'm like, "So, I can't care about my health." Yeah, what? She, it's a good point, a great one, even. However, when you like doing stuff. Yeah, but let me get to my new city, and then I'll regroup. I gotta find one first. But like, when I'll regroup and then. But I do like doing things. So. There you go. They having a Valentine's Day thing on on Valentine's Day for like the black grad student thing. Are you and going? Of course, of course, I have class at that time. Because I have a night class on, on Tuesdays. Okay, girl, get the notes. That's what I was thinking about. I only have this class once a week. Mm-hmm. And I have to miss it when we're in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like mm, I already have to miss it. Yeah, two in a month. It's like, for a man, and it's a singles event, so it's probably gonna be mostly women. Well, it's not necessarily like a sing- like it's any like it's like a I think it's called like a love's giving type of thing, but it is specifically like for you to like meet new people type of thing. But it's like you can also meet friends. But I'm just like, I'm not trying to meet no friend no on Valentine's Day. <laughs> what be serious somebody gotta be serious right i'm trying to leave there with a ring no I'm just right <laughs> see that's why we need to we that's what we talked about a couple months ago we need to be trained for that mrs 
<laughs> I could have been being thirsty instead of been practicing. <laughs> well, there would have been no no point in Eastman. So. I mean, there's literally well I mean, f- for you. There might have been one. You are literally the worst person I know. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but definitely top ten. Oh please. Girl, we're going to have to figure something out. Maybe we'll do, like, classically black dating. We should go to a country and just, like, oh, that won't work for you. Why not? I was going to say we can go to Ireland. But oh, right. that wouldn't work for you. That would work well for you, though. The well was unnecessary and rude. Um, There are also black people in Ireland. Remember that guy that went viral because of his accent? Right, yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll figure something out. We'll, but you don't like going anywhere, so there's no point in me planning, planning anything with you. We can go Peru. Why don't we go to, why don't we go to, boom, why don't we go to Brazil? Colombia. We should go to Colombia. That could be cute. Maybe on, maybe when we expand class, keep like on that thing we were talking about. Yeah, that we have a, a dating event. That would be cute. Like, a, ooh, that'd be cute. Let me write that down real quick. What? It's gonna be. I can't say that. I'll tell you after. But I was gonna say it's gonna be. It'll be a small attendance. But <laughs> oh, okay, you put it together. <laughs> I think yeah. Okay, let me write that down. That would be cute. No one will come. Maybe. Oh, we could do. A little- we could do it in partnership with ISPM. So could this be like a little skin tag on the event? We could do like a little. Tag. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like a little extra, like you know, that'd be cute. <clears throat> anyway, classical music, classical music needs a matchmaking service. Who wants to volunteer? Classic FM got one. Remember? <laughs> Go to hell. That's a date. First of all, that's a dating <laughs> app or a dating service. I'm talking about like oh. on like that Indian lady from Indian Matchmaker. Oh, that's a that could be your niche. Why would I? I just want to do it for me. You spoke, uh, you spoke Jasmine and uh, William because I peeped it. I'm very observant. And listen, I manifested them getting married, so us together, girl. Why would I work with you to get other people together when we? Don't have nobody. <laughs> that don't make sense. <laughs> I'm not no good Samaritan. Some, maybe some good karma will come around. Girl, if it ain't come around yet. What, uh, what, they, what they say into the woods, if you know what you need, then you go and you find it and you take it. If we're going to do that, I'm, do, we, I'm doing us first. Then everybody is. Yeah, it's not looking good over here. So. I mean, when's the last time you left your house, Selene? I... Be at my grandma's house a lot of the time. That's not my house. Okay, let's go ahead and do because I just lost so much interest. That one was the last time you left your house, <laughs> uh, girl. I be looking busted. I need to stay under wraps until I get that together. <laughs> so, but I'll be looking cute when we when we when we in Chicago. As long as I don't this dress don't got me looking like a linebacker, and I, I put on my ponytail, on, my long one. I gotta get myself together. My hair is begging for anything, anything except the puff. Yeah, I'm so, I'm irritated because I need to get my glasses fixed, and I really don't want to because you know I don't like doing things. 
You over here talking about me. Go get your go get your glasses fixed. You gotta be delusional. Go get your glasses fixed. You bump into somebody like, oh sorry. Oh my gosh. Only I don't like stuff like that. <laughs> you the one that like rom coms and ro- romance novels and stuff. <laughs> I don't like stuff like that. <laughs> I love good me cute. Like Audition Bay. That was cute. I love a good moment. It's adorable. That okay. Okay. Poland Bay, which I fumbled, but that's okay. The a pandemic happened like right after, so it's okay. Was it quarantine in Poland? Okay, let's move on because you're not gonna make me mad. Yeah, pull up your notes. Okay. Anyway. Also the way Poland be acting now, I'm you saw that girl who got detained for no reason. She was just in I'm not mm mm. Well, continuing our Black History Month series, if y'all haven't listened to last um, last week's episode, we're doing a series for Black History Month, finally. <laughs> As- Ironically. <laughs> Ironic that it's finally. Right, because we are, I feel like, low-key though, I was just thinking, I was like, I need to let, I need to ease up on myself for Black History Month, because I feel like I'm always like, oh my God, I gotta do it because I'm always black 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 all the time and it's just like that's a part of the reason why we haven't done nothing in the past it's like we be talking about black stuff all the time yeah, like it's always black but I was like I need to ease up because like I'm not even enjoying black history but like in addition to like just regular life stuff has been just so freaking busy all the stuff I have to do this month like prepare for this I'm doing a video every day on my tiktok books about music um and it's just like this is a work I'm like is it not <laughs> like I'm, I'm remembering the history of my ancestors slaving away and now here I go slaving away on TikTok making a video every day for free like I mean for it's now. not not at all comparable but <laughs> <laughs> I just realized how that came out not at, not at all the same thing <laughs> not even close <laughs> not even close but like that I just feel like insane. I should be enjoying Black History Month more than I am it's hard to enjoy things as an adult. Everything's always due. You, you always got to be somewhere. Like it's just like it just never stops. Like <laughs> My God. I'm like this is like this can't be it. Like, we gotta ease up on our listeners be because they're gonna call somebody on us. Well, do, please do not. Oh, y'all yeah. don't know where I live. Period. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say not ever sending no welfare check, nothing to my house. Y'all just gonna have to let me slip away. <laughs> Listen, go just go get the candles and a teddy bear, some flowers. No, <laughs> Gather no, your no. materials for the for the candlelight visual. No, Don't send nobody you. to my house. Do not send nobody here. Like, I'm doing I'm doing great. You hear this episode come out, didn't you? Right. I'm I'm at least I made it to Sunday. So <laughs> talk about what you talk about. This is getting insane. <laughs> talk about what you talk about. What you talk about? I'm excited. I don't even know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. God. <laughs> so yeah, for Black History Month we're doing our series. We're talking about black musical spaces. So this is only the second one. So if you have not uh listened to last week's episode, that was Katie's week. And y'all should go listen to it. She talked about uh black sorority and fraternity probates this week i'm talking about ciphers yeah um, 
so if you don't know what a cipher is there's like different types I guess or like yeah I'm talking about them in relation to rap music um but all the like different types of ciphers kind of intersect with each other so basically like if you've seen like in the earlier days of rap like people battle rapping like in a circle and there's people like maybe break dancing like with it or having boom boxes or, like whatever like that's what a cipher is like it's a lot um it's like a staple in like freestyle rap culture um and so yeah that's what i'm talking about well, the cool thing about cyphers is that they are sort of like a convergence of a lot of different like um artistic styles from black people like there's the good's gonna be dancing there might be some poetry that's gonna be rapping poetry. like yeah some people you know because you know how rapping the oh. cousins so there's are there is like types um of ciphers that people do like like a poetry slam style um, i should throw one you write that down see, see you were a couple minutes ago when katie was like i don't like doing things and then a couple minutes after that she was like i like doing things and now <laughs> she's talking about throwing a freaking poetry slam like what because first of all my slam poetry is very good you've heard it here let's not, no let's not let's not tear down a black woman during black history month my black oh. my poetry slam poetry is very good you've heard it right here on classically black number two that's it that's actually all i have but i'm writing it down right. just for inspiration anyway continue and you know how she was just talking about how being an adult the things never stop it's not like you the reason they never stop i'm i'm so sorry i thought you were talking about ciphers i didn't know this was an intervention please continue okay. well thank you so much i'm writing something down i didn't know that was a crime okay i'm just i'm just pointing out some discrepancies realistic and relevant things only please and thank you okay <laughs> well um this is also pretty relevant because it's the 50th um anniversary of hip-hop this year and this is like a really um a really important part of like how hip-hop began um in new york and stuff because you know back then a lot of the ways that people either like rose to fame or like got their music out there or shared music was by word of mouth was by going to ciphers um and stuff like that so like in when i was reading about like the the things that people used to used to do like when people was rapping basically like in new york about what was going on in the neighborhood like that was like the place to go to fit to find out like you know what people were rapping about what their style was mm-hmm. whatever so um it kind of was like in the 80s is when they started doing like freestyle rap in um in ciphers and stuff and this is kind of is like also a connection to like just black people in general the like improvisational aspect of our music because a lot of people have come have compared that to like jazz and like other instrumental uh, types of music that have improvisation in them um and then in the 1990s and stuff a lot of um like freestyle rap groups became uh became like popular like freestyle fellowship was which was actually a group that blended freestyle rap with jazz it was like a rap jazz fusion it's called freestyle fellowship Mhm. Um, and they're actually, I think, um, on the West Coast too. Um, they be on the beat. 
I'm just I'm just asking just because of prior okay. experience. I'm I'm asking. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Just want to know what I'm getting into. All right, not getting into. <laughs> oh, here they go. I'm gonna listen after this. Now she gonna be on my phone. <laughs> Talking about whatever, <laughs> but um. Anyway, um, it also got like people. The one of the ways that people also rose, uh, rose to the top of that like scene was not just the freestyle rapping, but like that the battle rap culture, which was really like cultivated in ciphers. Um, I actually wrote a thing. Um about this like when I did I did like an essay on like the history of of the hoodie and like why like first of like when it was in okay <laughs> sorry dog again um when it came to prominence and like as a utilitarian garment mm-hmm. um but one of the ways that it like transitioned into being like a staple in black culture was through hip-hop and and ciphers were a really big part of that because like so a lot of people who are working class blue collar or whatever were wearing hoodies for their actual function and so when people were doing ciphers and stuff like it was big in in new york culture people was wearing hoodies to stay warm to be able to keep they their heads their ears and and everything warm Mm -hmm. and so then when they was outside doing ciphers and stuff um and so that's kind of like how it became a staple in like in hip hop was like through its actual functional purpose mm-hmm. um when people was was doing um okay was battle rapping and stuff um so and one of the other things that's that came to prominence in cyphers were beatboxers too mm-hmm. um so yeah it was like kind of like a a mesh of like all those different styles um of of music and also um break dancing and stuff like that um and which was like what they would refer to as like b-boying or b-girling which of course women did not have like as much of a presence in this um at the time um but there are a lot of like a lot of like early like female mcs that of course were like on the scene but in terms of like the actual culture of people doing ciphers and stuff like that it was not as oriented you know um to women being a part of it but it also really like helped cultivate the culture of hip-hop in terms of like it really had a part in like everything like the dance the music the general culture of like because of the authenticity of like freestyling and stuff like that's that is something that still stays in the hip-hop to this day because of like the whole controversy of like do you write your raps or like Mm -hmm. you know whatever like people i don't know that still is um um still was like a a big controversy like if someone like don't write their stuff or at least if if because like a lot of rappers have writers and stuff like that but like um you know every now and then it'll come up as a as a debate um and then in terms of like modern day like because of course a lot of people don't really have them in the in the way that they used to but um in terms of modern day like hip-hop publications like xxl for example has their freshman ciphers 
like so if y'all don't know xxl does um like a freshman class of rappers like up-and-coming rappers every year and i forget how many roundabouts how many they they have like in each class but like you can like vote on them and stuff and so once they decide the class then they pair them up in like groups of like four or five and have them do a cypher Mm. like with the dj in the um in the thing so well i got a question so do you know were ghostwriters always a thing like in the music industry in general or did that do you know if they came out of this idea of like early hip-hop people having to write their own stuff and the controversy of you not writing your own stuff like do you know about that i don't know i think it was pretty i feel like it was pretty normal for people to have other writers and that not necessarily be considered a ghost writer but i guess i don't really have nothing to back that up that's just like what i surmise from it because a lot of people are not gonna know a lot of people don't really know like songwriters in general unless they are also artists yeah like money long yeah but also for for ghost oh i forgot that's a sensitive sorry what oh you could you say oh for money long because she won for hours and hours over like you were reacting to that oh no i just meant like i don't really know nothing about her oh she went for she she but she inundated our the airstreams with hours and hours you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song and i think she lost to virgo's groove i forgot the category Virgo's no, Groove, I don't, way, Virgo's, way. yeah, because I was about to say Virgo's Groove didn't win, which I was just like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, hours and hours be. won in that category, and Virgo's Groove lost to hours and hours. Hmm. Um, so I thought your reaction was that, but because for if you have a ghostwriter, does that mean that you also do not have to listen in the credits, or are all writers, everybody involved, listed in the credits on the album? Oof, that's um uh a difficult one because there there are circumstances under which you might you might not like it might be in your in the agreement that they sign mm. that away or that it might be like a work for hire situation which is like when they don't necessarily own the copyright mm. because the, the work that they do is with falls within the purview of what they've been hired to do and they like that's just a part of the agreement but i don't know exactly if that is how all ghost writing situations are set up if they're set up specifically as work for works for hire um because but if it's like a true true ghost writer then i think the point is that that nobody knows that they're who they are because like and i know that's how it works like with books and stuff too because mm. you got me curious when you talking about when you were talking about like what you just said about how it, there's such a pride in writing your own raps i wanted to know if ghost writing came from that because you hear like little stories about like elvis and stuff like not writing his own stuff but mm-hmm. that seemed like it's like common knowledge versus when people would uh, accuse drake of having a ghostwriter, it was like the hottest thing like drake don't even write his own stuff da, da, da. and then he would like say something about it in his next song or whatever like y'all think i'm paying for raps like i don't do that so i wanted to know if that came from now i'm gonna look it up or oh, you're the musicologist can you look it up and tell me okay you, you know how to look i'm gonna google it but you'll be able to find something more concrete 
First of all, you are literally. And second of all, you are literally a musicologist, and I'm asking you. Be, you. you be throwing that around. Like, I don't throw it around. Musicologist, my my dog downstairs because he be he be barking in a certain a certain note. You a musicologist? Too? I only throw it around at you because you are the musicologist between the two of us. Secondly, you literally do musicology. Meanwhile, work. well, hold on. This, Who, th- which one of us was presented at the Society Ethnomusicology Conference? Doesn't make me. I remember. I was. I, I, I was an audience. Delaney, Let's pull over here, Delaney. There's Delaney. There's no shoulder here to pull over on. All oh, I'm whoa. saying is, you've been denying this for the past couple months. That I've been literally. This this is this conversation is ridiculous because you are literally a musicologist. You write about music. I I I went to the Society of Ethnomusicology and talked about viola stuff. I am a violist. That's all I do. Viola and teach, but, but I would never, you wasn't, I would no, never you wasn't deny being no a violist. Viola. I would not because I wasn't in person. I would never deny being a violist, but for some reason, I get friction every time I say the, the literal truth. So I, I again, I state or ask rather, can I? Can you look through your books since you have, you know, the resources, or should I Google it? I want to know if you can tell me the answer. This yes, just tell me because I know you're busy. So just tell me because I'm curious. But I like I'm just gonna Google it, and you you know where to go to find the answer. Okay, looks like I'm on my own, folks. That's all I wanted to know. All right, thank you so much. I will Google it. But I, if anyone knows, let me know because the maybe I'll do a video on it. The musicologist on staff. We'll freeze to right. the questions. So maybe I'll do a, a yes. Um, Please do a TikTok and and a YouTube video on it. Um, a video on and, it and because I don't know. Um, like I know like about certain. I've learned about certain like copyright things. That's why I'm saying like I don't know if they're necessarily um like a work for hire agreement. Like for example, if you do a work for hire like for a company you work for, like it's not going. Like, for example, you work for Disney Animation and you draw something for them. Disney owns that. You don't own that. Right. Because I'm, it's a work yeah. for hire. So I think I think that that is probably similar to how it is with Ghost Riders. Because, like, I'm seeing here that it say there have been legal disputes of Ghost Riders trying to claim royalties. So that implies that they have given up their ownership mm-hmm. in it and they cannot have any royalties. So they've probably done it for an upfront amount but they try to claim royalties when it becomes a hit there is a certain type of copyright license that i forget i don't know if it's a license but it's like a copyright thing that you can a a type of agreement that you can go into i was literally just talking about the other day and i forgot the name of it but it's after 35 years you have the opportunity to to take your to reclaim ownership of your copyright that you've given up um and yeah, to like give you a second chance, like in case you change your mind. But I'm sure that people who hire, like ghostwriters that work for hire, probably have something that has them waving that. But I don't know the the um, the exact circumstances. But is that um, what happened with that whole like hound dog thing that's been coming up lately? Did Elvis just steal that? Are those those aren't related? Remember that big because that Elvis movie come out and we found out that Hound Dog was written by the other lady who I'm forgetting yeah. her name. Yeah, Big Mama Thornton. Did he just steal that or was it the yeah, same type of thing that he wrote, she wrote it and then it's been 35 years and people have been bringing it up? Or people bring it up because I mean, it's that, been well over 35 years. When did he die? Elvis died in like 
the 70s or something like that did he or i could be wrong he's not 30, but oh, he, i remember I, I remember he died way earlier than i thought yeah he died in 1977 hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I just want to know did ghostwriting originate with rappers so um that's my I don't question think it, it originated but i think well in music i don't know because ghost because ghostwriting exists in other industries too so i don't know like when oh, the concept right, like did and, yeah. yeah but um i think it has it's not as much of a controversy in any other genre as it is in rap mm-hmm. because of just the way rap originated too yeah because like before it was just like you're a songwriter but like with rap like you're a you're songwriter but you're not an artist yeah. you're supposed to be rapping yeah. about experiences about personality yeah so it's like this girl was just talking about that you talking about who you who you showing up and who you taking out but you live in a gated community like you don't do none of the stuff you rap about this girl was just talking about that today it's a song a draco song draco's crazy i'm sorry <laughs> very very violent I, i'm not interested but i'm happy that you like him anyway what are you saying not very very violent he, he's very he violent is. like i'm gonna put a cap i'm gonna go up to your daughter's school and i'm gonna blow it i'm just like whoa <laughs> whoa arson children no it's crazy i was just listening to it and i was laughing because i was like katie would be looking at me like i'm crazy every time the lyrics are asinine i'm gonna go to north korea i'm gonna borrow a bomb for the drop of your mama lawn i'm just like whoa there was one lyric when he was like niggas what did he say niggas telling pull his teeth out with pliers i was like okay it's very like, much. I'm the wrong person to ask when they talk about. Do y'all think hip hop is too such and such? I'll be like, listen, hold on. If it is, turn it on. Because <laughs> that is my type of. <laughs> like I thought it was. I don't like, know. What's that song? Yeah, money with Tupac at the end. Oh yeah, that one's crazy. But Draco was on a different yeah, level. Yes. Yes. period sorry you i don't you, know i don't know what it is i, I just like it when he's like <laughs> i think it's at la like how y'all stand blue face i, I said y'all way it's like okay stand is stand is strong stand is strong I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean that especially now um but whatever understand him i just i don't know but like people be i mean i think i think yeah it's just the way that certain rappers because a lot of rappers rap about killing people but like yeah. some stuff is just a little it just hits the ear a little bit more <laughs> like like your your friend gone start thinking about captions it's like hold on <laughs> like, or he's never coming that he's never coming back and that's that like geez. but you know what's interesting about that i always rejected the notion that like I, I thought it was very i always thought it was anti-black for people to be like y'all are influencing kids with rap music like i think people just listen to music but then that i think this is this is an exception but i had i was working with this one student who actually ended up getting expelled from the school i was working at because he was literally uncontrollable but obviously like just responding to the trauma he had in his life but he i was trying to find any way to break through to him <laughs> just just whatever um and he he said he was a rapper i was like okay period like let's talk about the music you listen to because if you listen, I'll listen to what you listen to, and then we could meet somewhere in the middle and somehow swing it back around to Viola. And he, he said his mom doesn't like that he's rapping. I'm like, oh, why? She wants you to focus on school. He's like, no, nah, she think I'm gonna get killed because I rap about dead, 
dead people and i was like okay he was like yeah, yeah my f- i mean he I, I don't justify probably the wrong word but he was i'm, I'm just gonna say it. he was like um someone killed his friend so he'd be rapping Damn. about and i'm just like you are 16 expelled from school i don't listen to have no lis- interest in listening to anyone no authority figure no matter how much they respect you and that's a very scary path that ends in a brick wall so um for sure if that's kids like that terrify me nothing scares them nothing those kids always scare me so i hope he's well um but yeah that's the first time i was like i it's the only instance i've seen where (laughs) the music might impact but also that might be a correlation might be a correlation because if he's expressing himself through rap he killed his friend i guess i don't know yeah i mean that's the thing it's like i just don't think the music is for kids and that's the yeah. i feel like the difference is like because a lot of people say that about video games too mm-hmm. it's like i know the difference between make-believe and reality yeah. when i'm rapping run his head over in a range rover like i know i'm not is actually a, about to go get a range <laughs> yes it's a, a literal lyric you see what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> okay when I was talking about, oh, he got the police with him, we let the let off steal. Like, I'm not actually about to shoot nobody, shoot up the police. <laughs> like, I know the difference between make believe when I turn the song off, yeah. I'm still Delaney prancing around with my bass. Like, mm-hmm. I, but, you know, when you start listening to stuff like that too early, yeah, it might be like people, like, I don't know what happens to you, but I don't know because I didn't listen to music like this when I was a kid. Right, right, right. I just didn't. You know, like, I, I only started listening to stuff like this, like, when I was into being an adult like yeah. you know mm-hmm. so i don't like actually pretty fairly recently so like i it's just not for kids like how people was was talking about how cardi turned her her music off when culture came in her daughter came in that was like oh see you don't let your own daughter i'm like yeah because she's a parent she knows i don't make music for kids so she turned it off that's what you need to do when your kid walks exactly, in exactly like y'all like, <laughs> like I, that made me so mad because it's just like it's her job like aren't some of y'all bartenders y'all making up tequila sunrises for your three-year-old like <laughs> come on like that maybe y'all, y'all first of all not too much on cardi anyway for me but um yeah she's gonna turn it off like just because you be having your daughter bump into wop on the way to school in the morning don't mean that she gonna have the same and her her uh what's her what's the baby's name culture probably knows what her her parents do like it's yeah, not it's for like, her. <laughs> it's not for her yeah. at all. Two Chain son, look at Two Chain son talking about rockets. He's gonna take over the world. I love him. He knows what Two Chain does. He don't be listening to it. He's a child. Yeah. Like, so I feel like I don't know. But I, yeah, that's my, that's my. That's my oh, yeah. I feel like I took you off track. <laughs> I want I wanted to know. Somebody find out. Delaney's gonna find out, and I'm gonna ask her about it, or she's gonna produce. Yeah, I'll find out more. Yeah, more in depth. Like, what is the history of ghostwriting? Because I'm pretty sure it does predate hip hop, but like, as a, it probably wasn't like people wasn't really disputing over it. Besides, like maybe legally, and also ghostwriting. I I mean, I don't. I kind of want to like sit here for a second because okay. You said what? One it's fifty. It's been fifty years of hip hop, right? But mm-hmm. like with jazz and stuff like that, everybody has was playing the same stuff, right? Like everybody has 
So like, was there a need for ghostwriters before that time? Because everybody, you, if you type in, it's a lovely day today, you got Ella, you got Eartha Kid, you got, everybody was doing the same music. So I just realized, okay, so, cause ghostwriting is a very specific thing. Like ghostwriting isn't just somebody else wrote this, right? Because it's like, because it's like specifically the point of it being a ghostwriter is so that people do not know that right. somebody else wrote it. Right. And I just saw something that said like there was ghostwriting in classical music. Apparently Mozart ghostwriting some stuff for people. Mm-hmm. There's also a bass concerto. Dragonetti concerto was not written by Dragonetti. I mean, um, technically Bartok didn't finish his viola concerto. Or what is Bartok didn't finish his viola concerto. Same thing with what's that dude Shostakovich and finishes viola sonata. So, but are yeah. those are those ghostwriting or is it like fun facts that his student finished? Well, Mozart that's ghostwriting, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, so I think so. The Mozart like apparently the Mozart stuff is yeah he did some ghostwriting, but that stuff is just like I think it's just yeah somebody finished it because we know who finished it and like right right right. I mean it's not that you never find out who a ghostwriter is, but like I don't think no one is no one is really saying like oh Shostakovich rose from the dead and finished the shit like we right. know somebody finished <laughs> yeah, yeah so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it definitely predates hip hop, but like, probably wasn't no big deal. I feel like until there was like a negative connotation associated with it. See, now I want to know more because ghostwriting for whom? Mozart was famous during his. Do I remember that correctly? He was famous during. He died poor, but he was famous during his yeah. life. So. We trying to make more money, but for who? Why would you put your stuff into somebody else's stuff when you trying to when you sell not concert halls and all the other stuff? Especially like at a time where everybody was writing music, like who was? That's very weird to me. You know what? We actually could do an episode on this because I was just about to tell you really, we should do an episode on it. <laughs> there's an episode I've had in the in the arc in my notes for a while, but it required kind of a lot of readings. So that's why I hadn't put it up, but because it's about film music and a lot of film music film composers they do not write their own stuff i like, heard that through the grapevine yeah like or they they might finish it off but like they have a factory of composers there who like they write the themes they did like and then they just like the composer takes that and like kind of puts some stuff on it on top of it like they mm. but the foundation of it is composed by other people so do a whole thing on ghostwriting because i want to know more about because there was a whole long form piece about film film composers not right now stuff since this show right since we started the show i remember talking about this mm-hmm. so y'all girls are messy i love it <coughs> neck play a little something want to make it cyphers was copyright written oh i don't know one of I could play okay so one of my favorite okay a crazy XXL cypher because I was gonna say some of the ones that I've liked um the year that Meg was in the freshman class she was in a cypher with it was her the baby um I think his name was little Mosey or something like that and his Okay, it was them and um, YK Osiris, and what and was there one other person, or it might have just been the four of them, 
and okay so of course meg was freaking amazing mm-hmm, i remember um that. Mm-hmm. and unfortunately the baby was was also amazing <laughs> like it was really really good Somebody i was pissed. A, a deep dive on the baby's career because the way he wow he i feel like he not after seeing that i'm like he excels i feel like more at freestyles than like <clears throat> anything else that i've seen him do yeah it was low it was just the baby meg yk osiris and lil mosey and and i remember when coyla ray's cypher came out everybody was making fun of it and it was like oh is this the worst one or is little mosey's and his was so bad like it's so bad i'ma play it i'ma play it because i don't Uh think it's gonna be because it's on youtube ain't nothing copyright huh i was like ain't nothing copyright yeah I, uh, it's 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 like bro what are you doing um yeah but of course meg was good unfortunately the baby was really good i wish i had a i would i wish i had found that before he started being problematic i'm gonna check on him but, what you been up to you got a job yet right. i have not literally he dropped off the face of the earth so if chris brown can make a comeback anyone can yeah oh he has a concert see, today the, the baby Kicking off Super Bowl weekend tomorrow night in Vegas. Tonight in Vegas. 25,000 likes. Hate to see it. That's crazy. Woof. Okay, I'm going to play some of Lil Mosey's. Uh, 29, it's 2019 Freshman Cypher. because he went way past he was the last person to go mm-hmm. he did a really really long one but i'm gonna play mix real hot girl shit like do not play with when people say like oh i don't like meg i know why and also oh meg her stuff's not for me i'm like you don't listen to meg you listen to the stuff that charts but you don't listen to her stuff when you when you get into the album past the stuff that charts meg is insane like 
Yeah. Nah, y'all, like I would, I would have been embarrassed for F. Embarrassed. Oh, That's probably why the baby went longer because he was like, oh, hold up. Yeah, there was the they were by far the best. Oh my, the best God. ones. Osiris was fine. He he kind of does a lot of like singing and rapping. Mm. And I saw on his Instagram because there was like a thing where he like said he wants to kill himself or something like that. So people was really worried about him, but he's fine now. But I saw on his Instagram, I was over there because of that happened, and he was taking voice lessons. And I was like, that's good for him because mm-hmm. you can tell he can sing, but he doesn't have a lot of control over his voice, mm-hmm. so it doesn't like it be kind of be going like it be wavering, like the pitch mm-hmm. is not consistent, or whatever. So I'm like, I'm glad that he's in in voice lessons because he can't sing. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. But so that was really the only thing about his that about his verse, but yeah, I'll link I'll link that so y'all could listen to the whole. I'm about to go into a rabbit hole because I'm about to watch like all of Meg Cypher's. Like I forgot like people really be playing on her. Now. I miss her so much. I, yeah. miss, I miss seeing her around. I miss seeing her have fun. Like y'all really be playing her top. Like do not freaking play her. Like, ugh, what a talent. Yeah. So. That's one of my favorite. That's that's probably the my favorite like overall cipher. Even though, you know, they carry, but yeah, but period. Are right, we moving on? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. So this room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Dylan? This week I'm talking about Robin Gordon Cartier. Um, she is a teacher and a harpist, um, working in the East Orange School District where she directs the harp program. Um, she's also the president of the North Jersey uh, chapter of the American Harp Society and has served as on the national level as second vice president and director at large. Um, she has done performances at Carnegie Hall um, in New York, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, the Pablo Casals Music Festival in San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, and the National Symf- and with the National um, Symphony Orchestra in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Um, she's also appeared on several television shows um, and recordings and events, events um, honoring legendary people like Cicely Tyson. Um, she's a Salvi concert artist and has presented master classes and concerts at the French Ambassador's residence in Bogota, Colombia um, for, the, for the Salvi Harp Foundation. She has a bachelor's uh, degree in music education and a master's in harp performance from, the Montclair, from Montclair State University. Um, she also spent summers as a young harpist in Dublin, Ireland, um, at the Royal Irish Academy. She's a recipient of multiple, um, grants and awards, such as the NAACP Educator Award, the National Action Network Fannie Lou Hamer Award for Outstanding Contributions and Active Involvement in the Community, and most recently was awarded, um, um, by the Center for Arts and Education at Boston Arts Academy, um, with the um national artist teacher fellowship so shout out to her i will link um her website in the description so you can hear more of her recordings and learn more about her work period um my piece of the week is transcendence by amari ford yeah big amari not the little one um and yeah thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at 
Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send us to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. That's IS Black Musicians. I was straight the website. Dot com and IS Black Musicians on social media. Uh, thank you for Not media. <laughs> Not my dear. Coming through. <laughs> um, or British. Have you noticed that they do that little e- that R thing at the yeah. end? Yeah. Avar, where's the R? I was trying to read. <laughs> oh, and you do linguistics. Let's talk about that because I tried to look it up. I can't really find nothing. Um. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Arrivederci.